Good evening, everyone. So I declare the regular town council meeting of October 11th uh, in session at 5.01. Okay, we have the agenda in front of us, and I understand there's an addition and a deletion. Yes, we have a cancellation on our presentation from ATCO and a new business item from the fire department to add this evening. Okay. So that's information, my apologies. So the new business addition then will, or information addition, I guess, will be item five and we'll firehouse open her, open firehouse, something like that. Okay, um, and the deletion was the ATCO one, which was maybe a lengthy presentation, but maybe we'll get it next round. Okay, would someone care to move the acceptance of the agenda with the addition of the fire hall open house and the deletion of the ATCO LED conversion program? Councillor Good does, all those in favor? <coughs> Is carried, thank you. Okay, we have the minutes of the September 26th meeting. You've had a chance to review those minutes. Any edits suggested? Then would someone care to move the acceptance of the September 26th regular council meeting agenda, or minutes? Councillor Shannon, all those in favor? Thank you, it's carried. Okay, <clears throat> now we're on to public hearing, and I just need to get my proper place and notes and so on here. Okay, first of all, we need a um, motion, and I'm still finding my way here. Parsons has it nicely organized for me. I just have to find the right sheet of paper sometimes. Okay, um, so we will have a motion to open the <clears throat> public hearing on the matter of the removal of the reserve lot designations at the Peace Regional Pool and Baytex Energy Center. Who would care to move that? Councillor Good? Okay, all those in favor? It is carried. Okay, and. So, <clears throat> I am requesting the executive assistant to indicate the purpose of the public hearing. Uh, just as stated in the motion, it's uh, to discuss the removal of the reserve lots designations at the Peace Regional Pool and Vitex Energy Center um, so that um, administration can consolidate the lots. Okay. And uh, then, when was the public hearing notice advertised in the local newspaper? So we had it advertised on Facebook on September 21st in the Record Gazette on September 21st and the 28th, and then posted <coughs> in various um, places throughout the town facilities, including the Baytex Center. Okay, and are there any written submissions received and not included in the public hearing agenda package? So that they can be read into the record. There are not. Okay, thank you. So 
we request that all persons giving oral presentations are to clearly state your name and that the presentations are to be brief and to the point. The order for the statutory public hearing presentation will be, first of all, the de development officer or designate those in favor of the bylaw, then those opposed to the bylaw, and any person deemed to be affected who wishes to be heard. So, I think we have Ms. Modi as the developmental or development officer. Yes, good evening everyone. I'm here to present on behalf of the administration. Um, I'll be referring to the request for decision, which uh, will come before you for a decision later in this agenda. Uh, but to just give a high level overview of the issue, which council has seen before, uh, we have 37 lots that make up the Peace Regional Pool and Baytex Energy Center site. It is the town's proposal to consolidate them to make our administrative lives and file keeping easier. It is a cleaning house uh, exercise. <coughs> We can't consolidate the lots as they are today because two of them have a reserve designation on their legal land description. And in order to remove that reserve designation, it needs to come before council and specifically this public hearing needs to happen prior to council making a motion that would enable staff to uh, ask land titles to remove that R from the land description. Once that removal has occurred, we have the ability to work with the surveyor to consolidate the lots so that they are more reflective of the development that is on the site going <laughs> forward. Um, as uh, the executive assistant or legislative assistant um, stated, we did advertise after council directed the administration to move forward with this process. Uh, the town advertised on our Facebook page, in the Record Gazette, on our town bulletin board, on the website um, under the planning and development page and the notice of bylaws and public hearings and also posted on site at Baytex Energy Center and the Peace Regional Pool as is required by the MGA. We received one question on our Facebook page which we responded to both the question and the response are provided for your information <coughs> and we didn't receive any further follow-up questions or feedback. Um, so I will just quickly highlight what we are asking of council this evening and then leave it at that for uh, the direction to come later in the meeting. So we are requesting the council direct the development officer to notify the registrar that the provisions of Division 9 use and disposal of reserve land have been complied with and to request that the registrar remove the designation of reserve from R2 Block 15 Plan 4068TR and Lot R2 Block 14 Plan 4068TR for the purposes of consolidating the reserve lots with the adjacent lots. I can take any questions that Council may have. Councilor Carr? Why would there ever be a reserve put on those lots? Um, my speculation would be previously, if you look at the lots that exist there today, it looked like it was originally subdivided with the intention that it would be residential. So residential parcels. So those lots probably were intended to be buffers between residential lots or otherwise perhaps a park, more of a linear park rather than a, a larger park space. But those are probably the intent behind that in, back in the 40s when it happened. Any further questions? Okay then, 
I go into those in favor, right? Okay, do we have uh, any who wish to speak in favor of the bylaw? Okay, do we have any who wish to speak opposed to the bylaw? So, any other person deemed to be affected who wishes to be heard? Okay, and um, I think uh, I'll give council one last opportunity to ask questions. That's good. Okay. Um, so, uh, is there a concluding statement, Ms. Modi, from the presentation? Okay. So, all presentations have been made, and I now declare the public hearing closed at 5.09 p.m. So, as Ms. Modi has said, that will come up later in our agenda to um, uh, go forward with motions, perhaps. Okay, so the next item we have is unfinished, or no, a code of conduct bylaw amendment. And Ms. Bell, you're speaking to this one? I am, Your Worship, thank you. Um, this is a bit of a, a, another housekeeping item. Uh, unfortunately, we discovered our code of conduct bylaw is in uh, contrary, I don't want to say contravention, but it's contrary to the Alberta Freedom of Information and Privacy Act, the FOIP Act. Uh, there's a specific yeah. requirement of the motion of council number 2209364 relating to the hiring of the new CAO. So the bylaw currently is uh, undergoing legal review as we are updating the bylaw and this is the process that we um, realized there was this uh, contradiction is the word I was looking for uh, to the actual FOIP Act. Um, it's inappropriate for this uh, information to be provided in a motion as the bylaw is currently stating the FOIP Act doesn't allow us to provide that information through a motion. Therefore, our legal advisor is providing us with a recommendation to amend the bylaw to remove that one line that requires uh, those detailed items within the motion. And then following that process, we should ratify the motion of council for the hiring of the CAO. <coughs> So this evening we're asking that council, we have a couple of options, uh, provide three readings to the attached amending bylaw 21, number 2121, removing clause 9-6 from the code of conduct, a council code of conduct bylaw number 2083. Uh, your other option is to, to decline to give three readings. However, that places us in a bit of a tenuous situation in contravention, contravention of the provincial legislation. Okay, thank you. Um, okay, so the, the request is that we amend just the 9-6 clause of the Code of Cons Conduct Bylaw tonight, and Correct. the Code of Conduct is coming up in future. For so, much more thorough review yeah. by council. Okay. Um, so, Mr. Sissons, please, um, does count, do councillors have any questions, comments at this point? No? Okay, then um, there is a request that we go ahead with um, readings of the bylaws. So, would a councillor be prepared to give first reading to bylaw number 2121, a bylaw that amends the Council Code of Conduct number 2083? 
uh, Deputy Mayor so moves. All those in favor of that bylaw? Okay, it is carried. Would a councillor be prepared to give second reading to bylaw 2021? Councillor Shannon does. Any questions? Okay, all those in favor? Would a councillor be prepared to uh, request that council place bylaw 2121, a bylaw that amends the council code of conduct number 2083 for third reading? Uh, councillor. Uh, good. Okay. All those in favor? <laughs> okay, so would another councillor be prepared to move the council give third reading to bylaw 2121 <clears throat> to amend the council code of by conduct bylaw? Councillor Carr, thank you. All those in favor? Thank you. Okay, so unfinished business, we have none. Okay, here we go. Uh, under new business, uh, first item, removal of reserve lot designation at Peace Regional Pool and Baytex Energy uh, Center. So, um, Ms. Modi, again, you have news for us, do you? <laughs> I, I won't repeat myself too much. I will just say that there are two options on the floor for council. The first is to, uh, to direct the development officer to notify the registrar won't read out the entire motion. The, the second option is for council to decline to direct administration to proceed as we have laid out. Um, the advantage of the force is that it will limit communication or miscommunication in addressing in the legal land description. We do have the intent of doing this within our budgets. We don't anticipate any uh, budgetary consequences of this uh, direction. If we don't go forward, then we do leave ourselves with a survey plan that shows 37 lots over our two facilities and does just create a situation where our lots don't reflect our development. So we would recommend the council direct us to move forward with land titles to move this forward, which as I'll note, does align with our strategic plan for a functioning local government. Thank you. Uh, councillors, someone be prepared to put forth a motion. Councillor Good. I'll move the council <clears throat> direct the development officer to notify the register that the provisions of Division 9 use and disposal of reserve land have been complied with and to request the register remove the designation as reserve for R2, Block 15, Plan 4068TR, and Lot R2, Block 14. Plan 4068TR for the purpose of consolidating the reserve lots with adjacent lots. Thank you. Uh, any discussion? All those in favor of that motion? It is carried. Thank you, Ms. Mogi. Thank you. Okay. The next item on our agenda is um, the a motion to ratify Council Motion Number 2209-364 which was a motion to hire the new CAO for the town of Peace River. And um, I think we, we mentioned names and everything, right? Yes, uh, previous uh, report under the bylaws section, council can reference that report. This is the ratification of the motion that would be consistent now under the updated amended bylaw. Okay, thank you. So I believe the motion would be as such that 
Council ratify motion 2209364, which approved the hiring of Barbara Miller as the CEO of the Town of Peace River, effective November 1st, 2022, on the terms set out in the employment agreement. Does anyone care to move that motion? Deputy Mayor, thank you. Any further discussion? All those in favor of that motion? So carried. Thank you again. Okay, I think uh, Mrs. Bell, you're next up with the green maintenance, green space maintenance contract. Thank you, Your Worship. Uh, Council reviewed the green space maintenance plan <clears throat> and also our operational model proposal of an internal service versus external contracting at its governance and priorities committee, committee meeting on October 3rd, uh, 2022. Uh, based on Council's feedback, uh, we present the operational model for Council's approval and direction this evening. The two options presented were an internal service versus a contracted service as a second option. The various advantages and disadvantages and financial implications are provided within the uh, report for Council's information and review and decision making. Uh, administration is making a recommendation to Council to maintain the contracted services for green space maintenance and to proceed with tendering such contract. Thank you. So part of our discussions at the GNP involved um, not only the operational costs, but the capital costs if the town was to um, take that in-house sort of thing, right? That's correct. Yeah. There's a, a capital outlay and an ongoing life cycle requirement for capital in addition to additional resources and staffing that would be required to support an in, a new internal service. And part of that operational cost was the human resource cost of trying to find people to actually do the operation, right? Right. And we've had, uh, well, examples all over the place, all over the economy of that is a stretch sometimes. So, uh, councillors, do you have uh, any questions about this? Or would someone care to uh, put forth a motion as to what to do? I'll move that uh, council direct administration to maintain contracted services for green space maintenance and move forward with tendering such a contract in accordance with the town's current purchasing policy. Okay, any further discussion? All those in favor of the motion? It is carried. Thank you. Okay, our next item here is the um, water supply agreement with the County of Northern Lights and Mr. McQuaig. Let me just hear this. Thank you, Worship. Worship and Council, uh, the matter before you is just to, to ratify the water supply agreement with the County of Northern Lights. Uh, we've uh, discussed uh, the changes in our water rate structure with the County of Northern Lights and updated them that we're going to uh, a fixed charge and a variable charge. And so this would move them off of the, the previous rate, which was $5.07 uh, per meter cubed, to a 4,838.64 uh, fixed uh, monthly rate, plus $3.16 uh, per cubic meter. 
So uh, if you want some rationale on this and where we end up on this based on what their average usage is as uh, a user uh, for the whole of county norm like say typically we'll use 23 uh, 50 meter cube per month and which would translate uh, to a five dollar and 21 cent per meter cube ch charge if you want an equivalent cube cost of what that would translate to so but again just uh, so be a slight increase for, for them as uh, opposed to what they would normally see, they would see a much larger increase per year. So this year they see kind of a, a much smaller increase uh, than they have been before. Um, so such a change in also impacts our water supply agreement with Canada Lights and the water rates reference within that agreement. So that agreement has uh, been negotiated between ourselves and the Canada Lights. And so, uh, our request is that Council enable Mayor Manzer and the CAO to sign the revised water su supply agreement between the Town of Peace River and the County of Northern Lights. If Council has any questions. So essentially this is going along with uh, the Town's uh, Council's wish to uh, make water and wastewater sort of a self-contained account. Okay, um, councilors, any questions? <coughs> okay, someone here to put forth a motion. Councilor Good. Okay. I'll move the council and enable the mayor and CAO to sign the revised water supply agreement between the town of Peace River and the county of Northern Lights. Thank you. Any further discussion? All those in favor of the motion? Thank you, Mr. McQuaid, for all your work on that. Okay, next up, I think we're going to reports. And, um, well, we have a report, um, the Peace Regional Mental Health and Addictions Ta Task Force uh, report, which is in front of us. Uh, unfortunately, Councillor Boychuk and Councillor Ford, Councillor Ford is actually the representative on that committee. Uh, aren't here tonight, so this may be coming back up in future, but it's here for us to read at least for information. We also have the September 29th, 2022 Peace Regional RCMP Community Advisory Meeting Minutes. Councillor Ford is the rep for that one as well, and um, so we have it here for information, I guess. Okay, would someone care to move those two reports for information? Councillor Shannon. Okay, so Councillor Shannon moves that Council accept the reports uh, as indicated and they'll be listed in the minutes. All those in favor of that motion? Great, it is carried. Uh, the next item for information is the EDA conference, which I believe is Economic Development Association Conference. So, uh, any comments on that one from anyone? Councillor Shannon, I believe you put forth this. I did. I would like to see um, a couple of councillors attend. So this is down in Kananaskas, I believe, right? Yes, it's an annual, the annual um, conference. 
So I guess uh, how does this fit within the, the budget would be the question to the CAOs first. This is a, a 2023 event, so it can be incorporated into the budget. I believe there was even some budgeted amount for uh, general conferences from 2022 that will remain unexpended at this point, but it can be added. Okay, um, okay any further discussion? Oh, well, if there's questions, they can be directed towards the motion of uh, that I'll make here. So I'll, I'll move that counselors be attended to, uh, enabled to attend, pardon me, the uh, EDA conference 2023, um, April 11th to 14th. Thank you. Okay, um, any further discussion? So you said any counselors yeah. was in the motion? Okay. Okay, any further discussion? All those in favor of the motion then? Okay, it is carried. Thank you. Okay, and it fits nicely in with uh, our strategic plan, I think, as well. Okay, then we have um, the next item is this small uh, business week blast of the past dinner and dance, October 21st. And this, I believe, is being put on by the Chamber of Commerce, Community Futures, perhaps and other um, sponsors from what I see on the poster. So does anyone want to speak to this one? Just a, a note, Your Worship and Council, <coughs> the Economic Development Committee reviewed uh, a request from the Chamber of Commerce for a sponsorship opportunity and have allocated some funds from their budget for this event as a support to Small Business Week. Um, but the poster is presented today for council's review if members of council would like to be enabled to attend on behalf of council. Okay, um, and so the money from this would go to help support the Chamber of Commerce, I would take it. I, I believe it's just a direct offset of their expenses, okay. is what I understand. Yeah. Okay, so the tickets are $25 each and so forth. So, would someone care to put forth a motion to this one? Otherwise, it just gets accepted as info and we carry on. Last opportunity, Councilor Good. I'll make a motion that I'll make a motion that uh, let's put two councillors support it. Two, two councillors can be um, can go to the uh, retro 80s spring dance, spring party poster, listen to their flock of seagulls and Depeche Mode. <laughs> I'd like to add something. Okay, so the motion thus far is that two councillors be enabled to attend the uh, Retro 80s Retro Spring Party. Okay. Uh, any discussion? Councillor Shannon? Uh, yeah, as long as it says councillors, because I, I, I just, I, I think if people are we're going to pay for tickets to go, it's got to be councillors not counselors in plus one. Like, I, I don't know if that's included spouses or not, but like, I don't, uh, as long as it says counselors, I'm fine with the motion. So I that was specified, that. Like, just so I can say the dinner and the bridge, I paid for a plus one, so. So I believe the motion spoke to enable two counselors, is what it said. Okay, all those in favor of that motion? Thank you, it is carried. Okay, the next item 
is um, oh an invitation or no get mixed up here uh, upcoming changes to the APL in hospital lab service services so you can read this one I don't think it affects Peace River Hospital's lab but I think if you were to go to Edmonton for treatment then certain things might have changed since your last treatment anyways you can read it and there's um, uh, I think uh, opportunity to contact someone directly because they would have the answer um, the next one we have is Peace River School Division's Change Cafe Invitation to Speak. And on this one, <clears throat> they are inviting the mayor to um, an event that um, apparently is a collaboration between uh, Peace River School Division students and community leaders about the current state of their community, including its challenges and opportunities for change. And so I was invited to this. It happens on either May 25th or 26th. There seems to be a little disagreement between the poster and the email. So I guess I would ask for a uh, motion to enable the mayor or designate to attend this event. Anybody so wish to do that? Councillor Carter wishes to do that. Ms. Parsons, we're okay with the motion? Yeah. Um, no, no, they haven't invited, they only invited, I, I can ask, but at this point in time, no. Um, I, all those in favor of the motion? Great, it is carried. Thank you very much. And I'll follow up with your question. Okay, we had an addition, the fire hall open house on October 15th. And, um, Time does this start and so on? Councillor Carr, the last event says teachers are free. I'll give you my name tag, okay? Uh, okay, I don't have, I haven't updated my thing. So the fire hall open house is October 15th, which I think is a Saturday, right? And what time? 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., Your Worship. So it's a kind of drop in situation, see what they're displaying. The last one I went to, there was a display of a fire on a stove which was quite uh, magnificent I guess you'd say so um, I guess this is to enable uh, counselors to attend this fire hall open house if they so choose somebody wants to move that so moved okay deputy mayor moves that all those in favor so carried thank you okay um, Ms. Bell any notices of motion None, Your Worship. Okay, comments from the public? Surprise, nothing. <laughs> that is a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Susan's anyhow. Okay. Grab a drink from the fridge. <laughs> I didn't bring my water bottle tonight, so I was going to. Thank you. Oh, it's available. Okay, key communication items. Um, short. I'll keep it short and sweet. Um, so the key communication items are the removal of the reserve lot designation for the Peace Regional Pool in Baytex Energy Center, um, as well as the Fire Hall Open House. Uh, we've, we're going to have an event posted on Facebook and start sharing that. Um, by the way, there's free pancakes being served, just so you guys know. Oh, turned up at 9 o'clock Yes. Uh, and then um, sharing the Small Business Week 
event on our community events on our website and I'm open to any suggestions from council um, I think uh, people hopefully are already aware that the bins over here in Centennial parking lot are, are leaving this weekend I think that was a very successful program I used it lots. I saw other people using it too. Okay, uh, anything else, councilors, that you think should be brought forward? Okay, well, thank you, Ms. Bouchard. Okay, next we're going into closed meeting, and it's still only 5.30, so I think I'll get somebody to move us in. And I'm, I'm sorry. I misunderstood. Is that my opportunity for comments from the public tonight? Did I just miss it? Yes. You said you didn't have Did it. I, could I retract? <laughs> okay, you got five minutes, Mr. Sissons. I'm extremely satisfied that council is going to apparently review the code of conduct because as you know from my first appearance uh, with all of us during the election campaign at the Bell Centre, that was one of the points that I brought up. Uh, I didn't bring the actual code of conduct with me this evening. It has extensive notes on it as to my concerns. And what those were upon reading it, uh, conjunction with my dream of perhaps becoming a counselor, I, I thought I should get familiar with um, some of what would happen, what was expected, especially in regards to, in my case, the code of conduct. So I read it, and I found the thing that was restrictive, it was draconian in its nature towards counsel, and such as the wording to how a counselor was to behave in the privacy of their own home. I found when it came to administration, that was left vague as how administration should behave in comparison to all the instruction that was given the council. And I think that I would have had a moral dilemma with actually signing it because it's one of the first things that all the councillors are asked to do. And it puts uh, council in a position where I feel that it was an attempt to muzzle council and its ability to do what its function is, which is to represent to your constituents what's happening with our town and our administration. And I would guess, without looking actually at 9.6, that that's the line that says you're not allowed to talk about Chris Parker. How, if I was a counselor, and one of my constituents comes to me and says, Ted, how are things going down at the town tonight? You know, what, what projects are Mr. Parker, our CAO, involved with, and how do you feel he's doing on those? What's your overall perception of that as my representative? I say to them, oh, gee, I'm sorry, I can't talk about that because the code of conduct says that I'm not allowed to. Well, that's what I'm elected to do is represent what's happening with my administration to the people that I represent. So when I saw that that was in the code of conduct, I couldn't believe it. And coming from a pseudo-legal background, my dad being a famous lawyer here and me taking pre-law, actually not wanting to follow in his footsteps to argue with weird rules and different statutes for a living, I decided not to do that. 
But I will tell you that I researched all the other codes of conduct in the surrounding area, Valley View, White Court, Folair, Grimshaw, etc. And they're all about eight to 10 pages and a lot simpler in, in wording uh, because you just have to follow the, the template that was uh, enacted due to too many councils being frozen and, and committees uh, with infighting that nothing was getting done. That was the reason for putting out the request by the government to, for these bodies to have a code of conduct to try and get them sort of unparalyzed and give them guidelines so that they could proceed because there wasn't enough maturity apparently for them to do that on their own. That was why that was enacted to my understanding. But ours is like 30 pages and if you look at the language of it, it's definitely attempt to me by Parker, by Chris, glad to see you're gone. So uh, Mr. Sissons, I, I want okay. you to stay on topic and please okay. remove the uh, So it's definitely an attempt to me to muzzle council's ability to represent, for you to represent us, the public, in a germane manner that serves the purpose of what you're supposed to be doing with its language. A lot of it is restrictive and as it was mentioned this evening, it's actually contrary to what's allowed. And that's, your, you know, there's so much fear that you can't even mention what was said in the line that needs to be removed. I'm and sure, Ted, if I could make a comment, the clause that you're talking about was not in reference to what you're speaking about. The clause that was amended tonight had nothing to do with that whatsoever. Well, I will mention that that line is in there that says that you can... Well, no, no, well, that's quite correct, but what I'm talking... That may be correct. I'll go and what look I'm it up. It's, it's, in, the it's, line in, that you it's in the code of conduct. I'll go home and read it. Thank you. You were incorrect on okay, your Okay, and, and sometimes that happens. I'm not a perfect person by any means. So, the legal language at the end, if I was to get into a dispute with the town as a councillor, or into a dispute with another councillor, uh, I think and it's another attempt to, to sort of cause uh, fear in the particular councillor so he can't speak out if he's in dissension uh, due to the punitive nature of how it's written and, and the possible uh, financial loss and exposure uh, if you read that section that could take place in regards to uh, any dispute that would come up in attempt to make again muzzle council in a way that well I don't want to do that because if it goes wrong look how much financial loss it could expose, expose me to legally and I think the whole document in itself the way it was constructed the whole thing needs a careful review and it's not just the one section that was brought up tonight but lines in it like you cannot talk about uh, the CAO Chris Parker and what he's doing really isn't that supposed to be our purpose so, so, I, so, Mr. Sisson, so that the code of conduct for council is being reviewed and it's going to come up again at a future uh, council meeting. And I think Amin has taken your well, comments thus far into account. So. Well, I think the council itself needs to really take that seriously because you guys don't need to have those type of restrictions placed on you. And we need to ask why our document is 33 pages long and so overly complex and worded with such legalese compared to everybody else's that is only 12 or 14 pages. And what did that cost and why were council at that time 
gullible enough to sign that travesty of a document. So thank God it's getting reviewed. And really, I'll be paying close attention to the review. And if anybody wants my comments or suggestions on all the stuff in it that I see as not good for the town or council, you all have my phone number. Uh, further, um, I was surprised that I didn't receive a, a paper agenda for... I, I think there's one printed and sort of the first one got into the room got the agenda. Well, that's, we only expect one person to come, but I, I suppose we do need to save money on printing and paper. Mm -hmm. However, we do have an alternative, which is the big screen. So was I being spoiled previously? And if so, please let me know and thank you. And if not, well, for next council meeting, perhaps I would suggest that uh, if you'd prefer, I could pick one up from the town office earlier in the day, or that we fire up the big screen, or that if it's my right to have one, that we could maybe do a little tiny bit more than, I'm sorry to make one, because then if we produce more than one copy, and I hate to see the other one go to waste if nobody else shows up besides me. So I'm at a dilemma. Yeah, so we are as well with respect to paper usage. So we'll take your comments into account with respect so, to... Because I, I never minded using the big, you know, yeah, and, and I don't then we know, need somebody to yeah, run that, so... I don't know the technicalities of it, so it's a little awkward at times, and you've experienced that, I think, as well. So anyways, I, we'll, we'll figure it out for you. And I'm sorry I didn't switch this evening. I didn't, I didn't mean to. You did that a bit, yes, you did. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so now we're going to have someone please uh, move us into closed session. Um, Councillor Carr moves that we go into closed session at 542. All those in favor of that motion? It is carried. Thank you.